April 22nd, 2018. I woke up to the feeling of my heart constricting. It was painful enough to wake me, and I reached for my heart to feel if it was just one of my panic attack heart racing episodes, but could tell right away this was different. When those happen, I feel nauseous and my heart races so fast it feels like it will pound right out of my chest. This was a slow squeezing, as if my heart were being crushed in a vice. I couldn't breathe. Trying to take in the gasps of air I wanted was making the vice clamp down harder, so I was only able to take tiny, shallow breaths. I was trying to feel for the rate of beating, but it didn't feel fast at all. It was hard to tell because as the constriction worsened, the pain was so bad I could barely move. Seconds turned to hours in moments like that. Given the amount of lingering suffering I've seen as we die slow, awful deaths, I've always thought that dying in your sleep would be a blessing. I guess that's because most people who say that weren't actually awake next to someone who was doing that. Even though it may only take a few minutes for that first awareness to hit until the end when no breaths will come or sounds can be made, it still seems like hours to the person dying. Still better than months or years, I guess. So many thoughts ran through my head. I've been editing this journal, adding photos of old lovers and filling in the gaps with what I can remember about my life that I didn't record at the time. I suppose everyone feels the need to leave something behind as a record of who they were. It's been pressing on my mind to get it done, so I'm up to the year 2001. I'm about to meet Howie in November of that year, but as I've reflected over all of the past writings about the men in my life, I wonder if he's been given credit for all that he is and means to me. In other cases, I was mostly, in other cases, I was alone mostly and had time to write. I also write when I am sad, frustrated, confused, lonely, or angry. For the last 17 years, I haven't suffered those feelings. I've been the happiest woman in the world, and that is largely due to Howie. We've been able to grow old together. We started out as passionate lovers, and I'll never forget making love to him in front of the fireplace. I've been in menopause for probably the last half of our time together, and experienced the loss of my libido. I tried the fake hormone therapy, but that just pumped up my testosterone levels to make me want to fight, not make love. It also brought back my periods, and I also always had such a horrible time with the pain, excessive blood flow, and moodiness. As Howie's heart began failing, so did his sex drive. Fixing his heart didn't fix that but I was happy because I felt we entered a higher level of love for each other that wasn't driven by raging hormones. He surprises me from time to time and reminisces over how much he likes sex, so I'm glad he still can. I really used to like that we both worked from the island. We laughed about the fact that we would email each other from our desks, but it was more polite than yelling from one room to another. When Jamie and I discovered how much our previous operations manager had allowed to fall into disrepair during his time up until 2009, she wanted me to be at the sanctuary more so people couldn't get away with being lazy. I started working at the sanctuary every day, seven days a week, from about 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. in the winter and 6 or 7 p.m. the rest of the year. 
I see far less of Howie and miss him. He usually gets up before me, sets up the curing to make my coffee, so that I only have to push a button. He may go to the gym or out for a jog, but sometimes he's working at his desk when I leave on my bike around 9.15 a.m. for the sanctuary. I may get emails or texts, now that he's finally embraced that, during the day about procedures, guests, or other business-related things. I always get home right before dark and will find him at his computer or doing his core exercises for his back in the man cave gym he built. I do some exercises and then flop down on the couch to watch some mindless show. If I have any focus left in me, I'll use the iPad to answer emails or will create ads or video arrangements on my iPhone from the day's footage. By 8.30 p.m., he's usually ready for a jacuzzi where we catch up on the day's events and then we will watch an hour of TV until I go to bed at 10. He usually stays up later, watching TV or reading. I need 10 hours of sleep. He needs a whole lot less, and he gets up a lot during the night as well, with nightmares that make it hard for him to get back to sleep. I feel guilty that he works so hard, and that nightmares are so common for him. I believe it is the strain of trying to help me, and yet we both know I'd be utterly lost without his help. Lately, I've been trying to hand off a lot of the work I'm doing to build our Amazon store, Shopify stores, and the social sites to Brittany Mira. We don't want to just keep adding paid jobs to our fundraising treadmill, so this has to be based on her growing these areas far better than I could with my limited attention. Wrapping my head around what the growth has been so that we both know what to set as goals for her has taken both of us a lot of time. The work and thoughtfulness Howie put into his calculations and presentation of the position are so typical of his value to Big Cat Rescue and me. Howie takes care of himself by cooking all of his own meals and washing his own dishes and clothes. He takes care of Babylon the cat and Jamie's dog Hurley, who needs a lot of physical therapy after his spinal surgery, and he can't control his bowels, so there's a lot of cleanup involved every day. How he takes care of himself by exercising, eating fairly well, and he's always smooth-shaven and good-looking. He meets weekly with our lobbying team on the Big Cat Public Safety Act progress and leads the group, which includes other bigger or, or which includes other bigger operations like HSUS. He keeps them on task and has come up with clever ways to motivate them. He handles all of the high-level aspects of our record-keeping and audits. Howie is the one to detail our import permits for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and for our interns and staff to get them through immigration, which is increasingly difficult under the Trump administration. Since 2011, he's been the one handling the lawsuits against Joe Schreibogel. And yes, those are still dragging on. The judges keep changing, and the case is so immense that no one wants to look at it. They just keep handing it off to the next judge. I know this is stressful for Howie because it's been so expensive, but we really can't let up the pressure because to do so would mean that it's all in vain. In most things, there comes a time to call it quits, but in this case, doing so just makes it easier and more lucrative for Joe to breed and exploit cubs, so we have to keep our foot on his throat. We still haven't had an argument. I think that may be some sort of record for married folk. We've both been great about realizing when we were in a bad mood and just calling it out in advance to the other. We both have the good sense to take the warning and wait for it to pass. I love him so much. 
I'm glad my mother has found love and hope that Jamie will find happiness. As for my physical heart, I'm not sure what to do about that. It's a good reminder to be sure I can leave everything in a state where someone can easily step into my shoes. I really don't want to get sucked into our abysmal medical system where my wealth and good insurance will just ensure that every doctor involved makes a point of keeping me dependent on them. I've been pretty much a vegan for over a year by ordering bistro shipments of all vegan meals and juices for every meal. I ride my bike 10 miles a day to and from work. I do core exercises every night. I've actually lost three pounds last week due to adding a scoop of prebiotics to my coffee in the morning and not eating breakfast. That's supposed to feed the good flora in my gut and help take the trash out. I'm hungry, but what else is new? I'm always hungry. I weigh 183 pounds now, so dropping 30 pounds could really help my heart. No sense telling anyone but you about it. There is no need to worry anyone because I'm doing all I can about it, and I really believe that everything happens for a reason. Maybe I'll come back as a liker and rip Joe's head off in front of a huge crowd in such a manner as to end cub handling for all time. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.